Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. And I also have with me Picard, my new puppy slash sidekick. I hope that all of you are doing well. Things are kind of returning to normal, I guess, um, around here. I've been just so grateful for the fact that my family, my kids and husband are alive and well and just, uh, you know, my life has been put into a bit more perspective and I'm just feeling very grateful about how, how things are for me. Um, yeah, this, this past week has been still like a little up and down. I think that everyone knows with grief, it's like, um, it's, it comes in waves. It's a little unpredictable. And one day you think that you're really, you're, you're doing okay. And then the next day it's like, you just feel everything and you're not okay. And, uh, so it's no different for me. That's exactly how it's been going. When I feel like I have to put on a show and act okay, when I'm really not feeling okay, then that usually comes back and bites me. So, um, it's strange when you're trying to like operate in the world, like, because everything keeps going and you need to keep going. And so you're trying to just go in the world and, um, and act normal. And it doesn't necessarily give you the chance to pause and cry if you need to, or just like have a minute it just doesn't always go that way. Ideally, you could just step out and have that minute, but, um, you know, it's just, that's just life. So it's been what I've, what I've been experiencing. And, um, this past Sunday, I was, um, I was volunteering at church and it was one of those days that I wasn't doing okay to start with. And, I decided that I was just going to kind of push through and and act like I was okay. And then um, at, in the afternoon, once I got home, it just kind of exploded. It was, and then it turned into a pretty, pretty horrible afternoon, actually, because it's, it's sad how when you're going through something like this, like the people that really do take the brunt of it as well are your loved ones. So my husband was the one that took the brunt of it. And he's a very gracious man and very understanding. So it worked itself out and everything's okay. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that like you wish didn't happen, but it's also like I kind of told one of my dear friends what was going on and what happened. And they said that that was, yeah, that sounded about right. That just like emotions are just everywhere. And as much as sometimes I wish I didn't have emotions <laughs> so that I could just not deal with all that, um, that's not the way it goes. So, um, and honestly, I am very grateful for the fact that I have emotions. It's, you know, cause you get the highs and the lows and it just helps put life into perspective. So, um, that's, I don't know. I'm feeling very philosophical <laughs> lately. I'm feeling especially philosophical, but it's been, it's been okay. I'm not regretting most of my behavior and my thoughts, I know that it's quite normal and I've been surrounded by incredible, incredible people. And I said this last week, but I'll say it again. The people that I've been surrounded with have been 
so understanding, so supportive. And I just feel so grateful, so grateful for the community that we have out here. And all of you, uh, some of you have been sending me messages and emails and I have read them and they've been so encouraging. And if I haven't responded to any of your emails, it's just because I'm still trying to kind of um, get my breath back, but um, it's not anything to do with you. It's just because I'm just sorting things out for myself. So I got to interview Natalie, and she has such a fresh perspective on spirituality, uh, one that I am not familiar with and was not familiar, familiar with at all before we sat down. And it was fascinating to be able to learn what she believes. And it's amazing how something that I've actually grown up quite afraid of ended up being something that I could see a lot of, like how it, it was actually relatable to what I believe. It's just, um, there's like, you know, it's a heavy belief in fate and signs and um, like those kinds of things are what I definitely grew up believing in. So it was just, I, I found that she was just so gracious and understanding when it came to me expressing some of my uh, questions and fears. And uh, it was really encouraging, actually, to sit down with her because she definitely has a certain way about her that is very, just like a very warm and welcoming presence and um, and just like very happy. It definitely made me feel light when I was talking with her. So it was very enjoyable. And I hope that all of you listening feel the same way. And uh, if you have any questions about anything, I know that I would love to hear any of them and to just have an open and honest discussion. I think that's so healthy to be able to understand, try to understand where other people are coming from and their journeys. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions or anything after this, please send me a message because I do love hearing from you. Um, and also just don't forget to subscribe to my podcast if you have been listening to it and enjoying it. It helps me. And if you can rate and review it, that helps me tremendously. And if you could tell a friend or two, uh, I mean, that also really helps me. <laughs> so, um, and you know, if, if you're enjoying this podcast and if you are getting something out of it, then I would really appreciate it if you could do those things. And that's it for now. So I am just really thrilled to be able to introduce you to Natalie. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Natalie Parsons. I'm very, okay, so we've had a few discussions. This is actually our first time meeting. We've had discussions over Instagram. And mm -hmm. what we talked about was, like, was fascinating and mind-blowing. And stuff that I've actually been kind of starting to explore a little bit myself. But I'm, I'm like, I'm ignorant. <laughs> I'm ignorant. And so I'm really... I'm like I'm looking forward to learning what you have to say. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. Thanks so much for being
being up for like being on optimistically depressed because I think like I just think that it's such it's an an honor to hear from somebody who wants to share their opinion their experiences and their knowledge Mm -hmm. so let's just so okay to get us started yes can you tell me what it is that like you what is it that you do and maybe um, let the audience know a little bit about what we kind of discussed over Instagram. Yeah, so what I do, I'm actually a yoga teacher, soul coach, and healer. Yeah. And I work in person and online. And I I have like beautiful, beautiful, amazing sessions and transformations and experiences with clients. And I also, the other side of my work is I'm very passionate about mental health. And so I, I often give back to the community. I volunteer with the IWK. Awesome. And that work is so, so rewarding. I actually, I'm a public speaker, first voice speaker. I go in um, with children's like groups when they do self-help groups. I go in and I share my story because um, I, I come from a past experience of trauma. So they they really learn and grow from other people's story and experiences. And then I work with, um, I actually was so um, honored to do the conference that they called me in for. It was like the Law Enforcement National Canadian Conference that was held here in Canada. And they called me in as uh, a speaker to speak in pretty much within the gaps of the system and what they can do better. So yeah, oh, wow. this was like 20 years in the making because I I was so blown away to receive this opportunity. And when they said, don't hold back, I did not hold back. I had an audience of like 200 people and just shared from my heart. And so that's the other side of my work that I love. And I'll go in, they'll do seminars with like parents for children who have undergone trauma and like um, psychologists and that sort of thing. So they often call me in to to be the speaker, to share my experiences and learn firsthand from someone who's kind of been through the trenches, but also had an amazing recovery. Wow. Okay. Um, how much of your past would you be willing to share? Um, pretty much anything goes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, then let's let's dig it. Dig in. <laughs> let's dig it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So then, when did things start, and what was it that started? So yeah, for me, it was it started when I was fifteen, okay. and I experienced um, some pretty horrible things. Um, it was a peer of mine that, um, was sexually abusing me and that was awful to go through. Absolutely horrendous and horrific. And that went on for a period of time and escalated to a point that I simply had to eventually reach out and ask for help and, it was an incredible journey because at that time you're you're so young, you're so confused. Yes. You really don't understand the full spectrum of of what's going on in those situations. Yes. Yeah. And what's so you know interesting about that journey is, you know, I I did reach out a couple of times mm-hmm. and I got shot down. So I got shot down what? by a teacher. <gasps> no. 
So after trying to reach out and asking for help to my like grade nine teacher, I was told I was being overdramatic and I needed to pick up my grades because my grades were dropping because this was like three or four months in after experiencing, you know, a lot of the abuse and cutting that off. And, um, yeah, I was told I was being a drama queen and needed to smarten up and basically go away. So she sent me to the guidance counselor. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then I received the exact same response from the guidance counselor at this junior high. I swear to God. I know it's crazy and sounds shocking, but it, it does happen. And so this guidance counselor looked at me in the face as I'm bawling my eyes out and unraveling. And at this point, my parents had no idea what was going on. So legally, you know, they're legally bound to reach out to authorities like police and all of that when when these very serious issues are happening. And they didn't. So wow. Yeah. And so I became obviously very depressed I became suicidal. I, yeah, I was a mess. Oh my God. And it wasn't until, um, it was about six months later that I reached out to someone at my church, actually. Um, she recognized something was horribly wrong. She knew me for years and she pulled me aside and was like, Natalie, like what's, what's going on? And I just broke down, completely broke down and told her everything. I said, this is it. Like, I don't, I don't want to live anymore. I don't know what's going on. No one's helping me. And she just scooped me up, called kids help phone and acted immediately. Like the complete response that is appropriate for an adult. Yes. In this situation. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I am so astonished. I cannot believe how those two previous adults let you down. Absolutely. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) That is incredibly brave of you to have said something a third time. Yeah. And you know what I think back? Um, it, it was. It truly was because I was, I was really wanting to leave the planet at that point. Yeah. I think she just truly was intuitive and recognized something in me. And I'm like, wow, she like saved my life because yeah. I was so, so deeply disturbed by everything and had no idea what else to do. Wow. So then... How did the, like, the journey of healing go? So at that point, then, you know, the police were informed. I was sent to the IWK, and hence why I volunteer and give back now, because I went through their programs. It was 20 years ago. Oh, my gosh. I'm 36 wow. now, so that was 20 years ago. Wow. I know. And so um, their programs are a lot more elevated today, but they still work to do. But it was great. I had the groups the self-help group, I met amazing other teenagers who we then shared our stories and connected and we spent a whole year together. And then I had like one-on-one talk therapy for many years. Um, So that was really good. But the hard part is, is that he, um, I had to attend high school with him. Yeah. The guy who was, you know, completely destroyed my life. 
and yeah. threw it upside down. So that was the hardest part is even though I was in therapy, I had to face that fear every single day, every day, just over and over, re-traumatized, re-traumatized, re-traumatized. So I recognized that the tr- even though I went through all that therapy during that time to support, the real healing didn't begin till my 20s, until after... Um, mm-hmm. After that, because at that point, as a teenager, I then started to abuse drugs and alcohol and got into some really, you know, even though I had the support of the therapy, there was still part of me that was trying to numb everything. Yeah. Oh, that's completely understandable. (laughs) Yeah. So um, did you ever tell anyone who he was? Yeah. So that's the other thing is that. I told some of my girlfriends and I had one friend in particular who told the entire school. She decided she didn't believe me and she decided to tell the entire school. And I was called, I was made fun of, I was called every name in the book from horror, slut, everything. And yeah, it was awful. It was awful. So every, everyone at my high school knew. And didn't believe that it actually... Some people did and some people didn't. Um, Obviously, it created a lot of rumors and a lot of chaos. The really, really beautiful thing that I look back now, and I really, I actually really, now that I'm thinking about it, I should reach out on Facebook and thank him for this. (laughs) I don't even know if he remembers, but he came up to me and he was, you know, a really big guy, six foot whatever on the basketball team. I didn't know him well, but he was, he was one of the popular guys who everyone loved. And he came up to me and he said, Natalie, let me know if you need anything. He said... I will be here to protect you. I won't let anything else happen to you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ah. I know. Okay, yeah, we need people like that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and a guy, uh, you know, more men. And so that's... Stepping up. Stepping up. And so it's so important for the men to step up and recognize that women also need need that support to feel safe we do we do we do right yeah we we do and it's one of those things that um like and I've discussed this with several friends before that we like women like we are strong oh absolutely when it comes to something like that though it's just that physically yes like and like physically you can't fight yes and you need the protection of someone who is physically stronger and that's yes. and typically yeah typically that's a man yeah and and i think that it's something that yeah men do need to step up and take all of just take all of this very seriously yeah and really and that's awesome and it, and if you know like if men are listening to this i'd even love to say like if you know of a woman who's been through this kind of stuff just let her know that if she needs any kind of support, like a walk home, do it, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's important because I had guys in high school walk me home to help me feel safe because I had a 30-minute walk from high school. Oh that walk was so freaking scary. Yeah. Every day, day in and day out, wondering if he was going to attack me again, you know? <laughs> it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. I can't, like, I can't imagine. Yeah. Some of the most terrifying years of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you said that the healing didn't really start till your 20s. Yeah, so it was like, um, I got really 
in depth in my early 20s into like drugs and alcohol. I went down a pretty hard route. Mm -hmm. I hung out with a lot of characters who weren't always on the right side of the tracks, so to say. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know? (laughs) I'm familiar with that term and those people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I really just partied a lot. I was, you could find me at the dome or the palace, you know, at the bars, like almost every night of the week, just high out of my mind on some very hard drugs. And um, I was really escaping because I like freshly got out of high school and I was just trying to just go through this whole process. Yeah. And then the hard part at 20 is, well, actually at 19, the IWK boots you out because you're no longer a kid. Okay. And then the programs at that time, um, there was like a six-month program that I could enter and that was it. There was no more free support for me. Okay. So that's that was really interesting because here I was in my early 20s with Ooh. with no more support and I was just completely completely lost. I really hope that he didn't disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> so that can I'm sorry. I have my puppy Picard here. <laughs> He decided to walk on the desk and he hit a button on the computer and interrupted it <laughs> and very rudely interrupted our conversation. He's adorable and meant no harm. <laughs> but yeah. He just wanted to be near you. Exactly. They sense these things, right? He's supporting they, me now. He, yes. He's, and that's when he started to come over, I'm like, he could feel, I could sense, I'm like, he's sensing my energy. Yes. And animals do that. They need support. Yes. And just like when I speak at the IWK, there's a dog, Roxy, that is always there and she comes and stands by me and often lays her head on my feet Ah. because I'm often in tears when I'm, you know, sharing these things. So it's, yeah, to have the dog there is amazing. (laughs) So you have your therapy dog, Picard. I I do. I'm looking, yeah, he he actually is my, he's my therapy dog. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And he's like already like doing his job. He's He's doing his job. You need me over here. I'll be over here for a bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, back to yeah. Um, so so it, at that time, I don't know what the supports are like today, but at that time, basically, I had six months of a, adult support, and that was it. I was kicked to the streets. No more free support, and I was making minimum wage, so I couldn't yeah. afford a psychologist. Right. Yeah. And so I was really spinning my wheels with that. Um, but the interesting thing along that whole entire journey is that. I was, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm in, I'm a healer and soul coach. I'm deeply intuitive. And I always had these, you know, senses and abilities to kind of go within and go beyond. And I always felt this great support and guidance from the otherworldly realms. And so that's the very interesting part is there was just you know, I could see these signs after sign after sign that the universe was pulling me out and pulling me out and pushing me and just like really guiding me. And it wasn't until some, a few very extreme moments within like a small span of time that I was like, okay, spirit, that's it. I got to get out and transform my life. Like I'm meant for bigger and better things. To the point of like the most amazing moment, one of them was I started my career as a hairstylist and this woman 
walked into the salon. I happened to be available. She wanted her color done. She sits down. I'm doing her hair. She looks at me and she says, Natalie, do you believe in psychics? I said, yeah, I do. She said, okay, good, because you are psychic and you know you're a healer and you're meant for bigger and better things. If you don't leave your boyfriend right now, who was like the boyfriend that I was kind of involved with drugs and all that stuff, she said, if you don't leave that life and that boyfriend, really bad things are going to happen and you know it. You know you have to leave and you have to make changes in your life. And she, I, I just, just met this woman and whoa. she described my whole relationship. And yeah, whoa, whoa. So, like, okay. game changer. Yeah. Yeah, I was 23 at this point. Yeah. So then, and would you say that, like, so then you have the same kind of intuitive... Yeah, so I've been doing, like, psychic intuitive readings with, like, Oracle tarot cards since I was, like, about 19 or 20 officially with others and with clients. So that's, like, 17 years, almost 20 years of doing psychic readings. Yeah. I'm so... Okay, so this is, like, an area that I don't know anything in. Yeah. And, like, quite, like... And I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. Like, I grew up in a Christian home. And where, like, where it's called tarot cards. Yeah. yeah. We've always pronounced it tarot cards. Tarot cards was actually something that was, like, to be feared, you know? And I'm sure that's not something new. Like, I'm sure that you've heard that before. Well, that's how I grew up. I grew up in a very strict French Catholic home, and I wasn't allowed to even study or look into other religions or beliefs. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. So then you totally know what I mean. I totally get it, and it had to be hidden for a very long time. And it's not, it's not until now that I'm finally able to open up to my parents in my 30s. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. they're coming around and fully, so I totally get it. Wow. Okay. Okay. So then... Oh. Let's talk about this. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, so then do you find like, so then what, what communicates with you? Is it like a sense that you have? Is it like a voice that you hear? Like, is it, how do you um, get this? For me, it's a little bit of everything. Okay. So each intuitive kind of works differently. So some people hear voices, some people have a knowing, some people, they see visuals and... For me, I actually have a little bit of everything, um, okay. which isn't quite as common, I guess, in that world. But I, I do a lot of work in my dreams. So I often have dreams that are so crisp and clear about the future or other people. And then I'll message them and give them the message. Um, sometimes it's just an instant knowing or download. Like when I'm one-on-one -on -one with someone like yourself right now, all of a sudden something will come through. But... If I tune in and um, really focus and you are open saying, yes, I'm open to messages, then it's kind of opens up the channel and then messages come through. But I will also see it in visions like my imagination. And yeah. sometimes I'll hear it like a, a voice as well. But I also communicate a lot with uh, nature. Nature has been kind of my guide and my guru my whole life. That has been the way I connected to spirit since I was a child so like even today for an example I had the most amazing day because I set the intention before I went to the woods I was talking to 
what I call my, you know, universal guidance team, which is whatever you want it to be with your guides, angels, ascendant masters, whatever your beliefs are. Um, and I was like, okay, guys, you know, should I be focusing on this area in my business or this? And I was kind of having that conversation and I was open to the force giving me messages. And so I would say one area of focus and I'd continue walking, take deep breaths and look around. And when I spoke about one specific topic in my head, all of a sudden I look up and on the path, there was this robin's egg in the middle of the path, which was already like hatched and opened, but it was almost fully there. And I knew because I've been studying nature and the shamanic messages of nature for years, that the robin actually represents new beginnings and fertility and sharing your voice and speaking your truth. And so I'm like, okay, thank you. That was a very, and I actually took a picture of it and shared it on social media today because it was so powerful. I had actually never seen a robin's egg. And then this afternoon when I had my yoga practice and I was meditating and kind of calling in this energy. So that's what I do. I'll meditate and kind of like, okay, I received it and now I call it in so I can fully embody it and feel it in my body and my cells as to how I want to express that. And I was outside doing the yoga and I was calling it in and I was in Shavasana, which is lying down on your back with your eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And then I come out and I look up and there are robins just sitting there in the tree line watching me. I'm like, okay, I I can't make this up. (laughs) So that is really how like spirit communicates. So for me, that was like a for sure knowing, yes, Natalie, like, the thoughts that you are having right now are in full alignment with your, you know, souls and soul's purpose and move forward with that. So that's, that's another form of conversation connection that I receive. So that's, that's conversation with, you know, spirit really. Yeah. Like, would you ever define as like the greater being, the greatest being? Um, see for me, my belief is that we're, we're all one and that it's not something outside of us. Okay. Yeah. So when I, when I speak to things that are outside of me and call upon angels or spirit guides, um, they're, they're not truly outside of us. They're, they're really within us. And when I kind of have that belief of, of that pure oneness. So the fact that that egg came onto the path, you know, that was created by my reality and we all create our realities in that way and we co-create them in a sense okay because if you and I are one we're co-creating this moment yeah okay right we both chose at some time even before we actually met and chose you know what I mean I believe that we actually you know chose to be here before we verbally said so wow yeah Okay, this is like so much for me to digest. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, like, but I, I love, I love learning about other people's beliefs. Agree. Like, it's so, it's just, it's so fascinating. It helps. It I believe it helps make me a fuller, more rounded person. And like, and I, I just think that it's ignorant of me to um, say that I know the one true way when I wasn't given an opportunity to look at everything else. And I, you know, and the other thing is like, I'll say like, is that 
if the, if there is a truth, then it's going to find me because that's what I'm seeking. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly what I teach is what you just said. Um, it's about excavating for the deeper truth. And the other thing that I teach people when we're in sessions in that way is that, you know, you are the all-knowing being. Everything mm-hmm. you'll ever need to know already exists within you. Because if you are the universe, if you are the creator and the oneness, how do you not possess this information? But we layer the information over with our conditioning and our beliefs and the ideas of our concepts of what we think we know and who we think we are kind of shadow that. And our past experiences and those memories and those, you know, things of hurt and trauma and all that stuff kind of puts another layer of shadow over top of it. So it's about, you know, continuously digging and trusting that life is fully supporting you. Life is actually here for you. Mm. Life is happening for you. Never to you. It's for you. All of this. So, um... I've recently, like, so this is, this is making me think of some of the recent events in my life. And mm. I've recently gone through, um, I say I've gone through, but it's something more that de- dear, like loved ones have gone through mm. and that I'm connected to, I'm, I'm connected to them. And it, this is a sadness that also affects me, but not as deeply as it would my loved ones. And it's something that I believe is wrong. Like it's something wrong that's happened. That's not in, uh, that is not in line with who I believe God is. And I believe that I do believe that wrong things happen. Like mm-hmm. I believe that wrong things happen because we live in a, in a world that's broken. Um, but through this experience, it hasn't made me believe that life is out to get me. Hmm. However, I haven't been able to put that exactly into words. It takes time. I'm still putting those things into words. And just when you find the words, you realize that the, the concepts and the words that our mind can produce and conjure never truly is the expression of how we actually feel. Yes. Right? Oh, absolutely. So we just have to be okay with this is a loose, I always tell people what I'm saying is loosey-goosey as to the expression of what I actually feel inside. Yes. Because it's a thing. It's a formless. What you're explaining, we're talking about the formless here. Yeah, Yeah, we're trying to use our limited vocabulary. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. To express something that is just, that is limitless. Yeah. But it's interesting when you said, like, the, the world is broken. For me, it's like, um, it's interesting the way you said that. Because for me, it's like, what did I want to say there? You know, because pe- we people do, like, these things that we consider bad or good. Yes, yes. You know, and yeah. we label them and we judge them. And right. yes, you know, you know, speaking from someone who literally just poured her heart about all the messed up crap that I went through right? Yeah. and people doing really bad things. Yeah. Um, I truly feel that um, in general, people are genuinely like good intended. Yeah. And that they just don't, um, they just don't 
know better because the behavior and conditioning is passed down and passed down and passed down. And so it's a matter of like, when you say the world is broken, I see it as, I see we, we have to break it because we got to break the cycle. Whoa. Right? Okay, I didn't, okay, well, that's a new point of view. Yeah. I didn't think of it that way. And really, is there ever a fixing? It's about, it's about each individual. But let's, let's break the cycle and stir the pot first. I, I am definitely one who believes in breaking the cycle. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I do believe in that importance very much. I believe that we should never be like, well, this is what I was given. So, like... No, that's just not like we we have the ability to make decisions and we have the ability to break the chain or, you know, these things that these behaviors that we are passed down. Yeah. But we have a mind. We can be like, you know what? This is harmful. This hurts. Yeah. And we're in an age where we're doing this right now. We're actually breaking the cycle right now with what we're doing. We're having a conversation. That is such a good point. Right? <laughs> yeah. So in, in this very conversation, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're good intended. <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> and your intention, you know, I can feel intuitively that your intention is, is to break the cycle, is to help support others who are perhaps finding themselves in a place of loneliness, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. who have gone through some messed up shit. You know, mm-hmm. and who are looking to share a different perspective. Yes. And for an opportunity to shed a little bit of light in the darkness. And that's what you are doing. You're kind of like a little beacon here, a little lighthouse <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in Bedford. In and Bedford. <laughs> the Bedford Lighthouse. <laughs> and it's so cool, but that's, that's part of breaking the cycle and breaking the chain. And we're all doing it in our own way because, you know... It's about doing the work on ourselves. So you're doing the work on yourself, which is breaking the chain, but your children, I was greeted at the door by your beautiful children. They see you doing the work. They see you having the conversations. And it's because of, you know, these generations and women, powerful women like yourself, that your children will be able to be completely embodied with stepping up and fully stepping into that new cycle and that new change. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And now I'm emotional. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're both all I, teary. I feel it. I just feel it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, yes. Right? Thank you. You're welcome. I, I really thought you should know that. Well, you probably know it inside, but truly feel it. That is very, that means very much to me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what it is. Doing the work on yourself is working on the world, is fixing the world. That's, I, yeah. that's all we need to do is work on ourself. It gives that's where pe- the change starts. That's where the change starts. Yes. Everyone else is like, I want to fix the world. No, fix yourself. That's all you need to do. That's your only personal responsibility is you and you alone. And if each individual on this planet did that, that very thing, right? Because we don't know what's best for others. We don't know how to solve the world's problems. Definitely not. <laughs> no. 
only we know we have the power. So this is our, so this is what you do. This is what I do. That's amazing. Yeah. So these are the types of conversations I will have. Like if you're journeying with something and you're stuck, you know, this is what I do. The perspective, the light, the transformation. It's like the, I, I call it the medicine of transformation in higher perspective. That's kind of what I bring to sessions with people. That's what I do. Higher perspective. Yeah. Oh. So you can have your bird's eye view. Yeah. Oh. And then begin to dig a little deeper for your truth. Because it's not about me telling you things. It's about me guiding you and letting you know that you are the all-knowing. You are the wisdom keeper. And all you have to do is dig a little deeper. So I nudge the conversations for you to dig deeper. That is so fascinating. I know. Yeah, that is fascinating. And I really appreciate learning more about this because it's just an area that I just, I don't know anything about. And and honestly, that I've purposely kept ignorant from for, yeah, like really up until now, I guess. And so many do. I find a lot of people, you know, fear it. Yes. Um, That's a common thing I hear from people is, oh my God, you work with tarot, you work with this, you're a psychic reader. Um, Aren't you afraid of bad stuff coming in and bad spirits? Yeah. And it's really interesting. I'm like, well, that's, that's a great conversation to have, you know, your perception of bad spirit, because I, um, you know, I've had that conversation many times and I always tell people, you know, you set your intentions and you do the work on yourself and you begin to educate and learn. And, you know, it's, it's normal to have those initial fears because that is part of our conditioning. Um, especially with a Christian background, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't even allowed to read my horoscopes because reading your horoscope, my, my mom was like, oh my God, that's affiliated with the devil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which now it's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I have a good laugh at that. Um, I love my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, she, but that was part of her conditioning and her beliefs. Right, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, and then we all have that. And then when we meet these things that are out of our comfort zone, that's where mm-hmm. that comes from. And I tell mm-hmm. people, yeah, there's, there's bad if you believe it bad. You welcome it in when you open yourself up to it. When you welcome the bad in when you open When you yourself open up? yourself up to it, okay. right? When you're not doing the work on yourself, you're not setting your boundaries, right? So it's all about setting really strong boundaries, getting to know your core values, your self-worth, all of those things. Uh-huh. You've closed yourself off for any sort of, you know, energy of um, bad encounter, right? That's... I mean, that's a good point. Yeah. So it gets... Your intention, right. Yeah. Your intention. But you, you got to do the work on that side. Yeah, it's the work. It's it's on you. It's on you. And you got to do the work. So when I work, because I'll mentor other like psychics and healers, and that's the work I have them do, is the self-worth, is the get to know your core values, you know, yeah. excavate some of your truth. What are your limiting beliefs? What are your fears? Look at them. It's about not being afraid of what's inside. Absolutely. Accepting it Mm. and feeling it, feeling through it, not being afraid to feel it. 
that is that is absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and it's um, it's very eye opening. I uh, like I so I've started meditating. Oh, good. Yeah, and Yay. it's been an incredibly healing experience. I find that um, being able like just what I've done all my life really up until I started doing this was I'd start having a feeling that I'd be like, that's a bad feeling. And then I push it away and then it would get worse. And then until, until it started coming up physically or, or it was like, oh, mentally, like it would just be crippling. It would become crippling. It manifests when you push it down because you were judging it with a label that it was bad, that it was bad. Exactly. So that judgment alone is that layer that doesn't allow it to flow through the body. So it's an energetic block in the body and manifests. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, of course. (laughs) That makes sense. That's what That does make sense. Yes. So you found in your meditations, were you able to just sit with those uncomfortable feelings and get comfortable with uncomfortability? Yes. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's allowing myself to just sit down and be like, and a lot with me, a lot of it was sadness. I always labeled sadness as being just really bad. Like I shouldn't be feeling sad. Like Mm -hmm. this is like, because for me, like I really do believe in like, I believe that there is a God. I believe that. And I believe that he's like a higher power and that that's where, and that's where like hope comes from, right? Oh, hope is so important. It's so important. Yeah. And the, so the thing that I was, but the thing that I was doing to myself was I was thinking, well, if, um, if God is good, mm. then I shouldn't be feeling sadness. Yes. And that's bad. That's a really common thing I hear, you know? Yeah? Yeah, it is. That That is quite quite normal. And that's when um, the practice of releasing the judgment of any emotions, because I used to judge grief and anger. I would push down grief and anger. Yeah, grief is a big one for me too. Yeah. And, and, and anger, yeah. Yeah, those were two that I struggled with because I labeled them. I was like, oh, I you know, I'm, I'm a healer. I shouldn't be feeling grief. I shouldn't be feeling anger. And I would shove it down and shove it down and shove it down. And I actually met another layer of my anger actually in January, which I, I broke open this huge perspective and I realized how useful anger is. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Cause I realized anger is like attached to passion as well. And so it really fueled um, what action I needed to do because of this, this person's behavior set me into grief. And then I needed to feel the anger and then came the anger. So I could really act because when I was in the grief, I couldn't, I couldn't take any action. I was just stuck like a stick in the mud. Yeah. And then, and then the anger came and that fire, it was like fire under my butt. And I just took action and everything shifted and moved. Wow. And then the okay. energy completely dissolved. And I was like, okay, there is a good use for this anger. And this range of emotions, like there's a purpose for them. And it's a communication system. Think of emotions like your compass. Why would you be angry at your compass? Why would you judge or label your compass? Right. It's okay. We're human. We're meant to feel all the feelings. Yes. All of the feelings. Yes. I, I absolutely agree. And, yes. you know, if like, so for myself, like, because I believe that there is a greater being, that there is a God, I, and if, if I believe that he created me, yes, then I have to accept that he created me with these, with the ability to feel these emotions. And yes. so that can't make them 
bad. Absolutely. And so, and so I've been allowing myself to sit down and just, and feel like for me, I, as I was saying before, like it was just a very deep sadness most of the time, just sadness. Yeah. And I could just sit and I could just let that be there. Absolutely. And it's okay. The one thing I do when I'm in it is I often check with myself. I'm like, is it okay that you feel this right now? And whatever answer rises is an okay answer. So if I don't feel okay with feeling it, I have to become with not being okay with feeling it. You know what I mean? Ooh, oh, right? Whoa. Yeah. Another level. Another level. So then I try to get to the point where I'm okay with feeling the sadness. So eventually, if I'm not okay with feeling that, I I sit with that and be okay with the not okay until I'm okay with the okay. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you follow? <laughs> I totally did, but it was mind bender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's the cool thing. And then the other important question. So that's question number one that's so, so important as you're yeah. like feeling through like journey journeying through your feelings. And then the other one, the other really important question to always go back to um, as we're on this topic is is it true? So when you're talking about your beliefs or your things or say if you have that feeling and then a story pops up, right? Because you have the feeling and then a story comes up in your mind and your mind is like, I call it your Google brain, right? So your Google brain goes into the data pa- database, retrieves all the files where you felt that feeling before in your lifetime, and then it sends you all of those memories all at once, right? Yes. Right. So then your Google brain bombards you. So then it validates the feeling and validates the feeling and carves it deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So then what we have to do with that, right? So then when you sit with that, when you can begin to sit with the stories and look at them like a movie without the attachment, the personalization of it happening to you and almost becoming the witness and the observer of it, then you begin to see it from a larger perspective. You can begin to ask yourself, is this true? And look at, so say if I had a memory of like 16-year-old Natalie and this is what she was feeling, I could then go in, okay, Natalie, like, is this true, this belief that's attached to this story? Okay, I've seen the story, it's formed this belief, but is this really true? And I keep on going and asking, and if, my heart says, no, it's not true, but my mind says, yes, it is. Well, the mind's a problem solver. So the mind is there to continuously dig through your Google brain and try to feed you stories and things that are in alignment with the feeling you're feeling. So it doesn't actually mean that what you're, all of those stories are true just because you're feeling the thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. So that's also part of like the work that I do. Right. Oh yeah. my gosh. Is unraveling and unpacking all of that layer by layer and bit by bit. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I bet you have a, <laughs> a bigger understanding now about what it's, yeah. Yeah. How deep the, how deep it goes. Very, yeah. The work, the spiritual work, the deep work. That's deep work. <laughs> it is. It is. my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I've had to sit with some dark nights of the soul to come to this point. Okay. But that's amazing. (laughs) I'm really glad I did. Because now 
I too am that lighthouse and that beacon shining, you know, shining and doing my work in the way that I'm expressing it. Wow. Yeah. Right. I love that. We're expressing it differently. We're expressing it differently. We're expressing the healing work differently, but I consider what you're doing healing. Thank you. And I do that. Like that is like that just, that means so much to me. Like, and so thank you. You're welcome. And based off of this conversation, I would consider what you're doing to be healing as well. Thank you. And I, I love that we can sit and have these different perspectives because I think that yes. is so necessary. Absolutely. I love, I tell people, always explore multiple beliefs and perspectives. And just because you believe something right now, I could add, we could sit down in 10 years, the both of us will be two different people with two different sets of beliefs. I, yeah. Hands I, down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. My, 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 just thinking about who I was 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As we both think back and laugh (laughs) (laughs) at the hot messes we were. The hot messes we were. Oh my gosh. And then in 10 years I'd be like, oh my gosh, me at 32, what a hot mess. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And it's, yeah, it's absolutely true. Yeah. You make like it's um oh that's so yeah I can't even use the proper words to express what I'm thinking like what I'm feeling it's just it's very um it's eye-opening I love hearing this perspective I think that it's so important to try to understand this and absolutely I, I, I having this conversation with you was very encouraging good so I just I really appreciate you taking the time to come here and to talk this over yeah. like, and try to, and to explain to me a rather ignorant person in this, in this realm, mm. uh, what it is that you do. I think that's awesome. So then, okay. So one question that I like to ask everybody yeah, is what does it look to you to be mentally healthy? Mentally healthy. I yeah. love that question. Thank you. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, mentally healthy, what that looks like for me, I, I'm like, I want to be social. I want to like, when I'm mentally healthy, I want to, you know, eat all the good foods and be really good to my body Mm. and spend a lot of time in nature and really feel like I want to nurture myself like I'm my own mother. And yeah, yeah. So that's like, you know, for me, that's when I really know that I'm, that I'm mentally well and healthy because as you know, it is a journey and I'm human and I'm, I sometimes things happen. I'm like, oh, I'm slipping into the unwell. And then I remember the well. Oh yeah. And I actually have it written down on a piece of paper, what it looks like for me to be unwell and well. Seriously. Seriously. Because when you get to know your signs and triggers, so when you're when you're dealing with your own mental health, you have to really get to know yourself. So get to know your triggers, get to know um, what it looks like when you're unwell so that you can recognize the signs so that you can catch it right away so it doesn't snowball. That is such good right? advice. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense so that when you know what it looks like when you're well and you have it written down you you have a point of reference yeah and if someone's listening who has no idea what it looks like to be well 
that is okay too, because they can imagine what it might look like to be well. Because I've had those conversations where people actually don't know. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That like I. That that's me. Like. Yeah. Five years ago. Absolutely. You couldn't imagine, and that that was me in my early twenties. Yeah. I just wanted to crawl in a cave and die. I never imagined that I could become this happy, this peaceful, and this joyful, and now spreading this peace, love, and joy. I, I didn't actually think that was possible, like, 15 years ago. Wow. At all. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely incredible. I love it. Mm. Thank you. You're welcome. This has been amazing, and maybe, like, sometime we can do this again. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And um, to everybody who's listening, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope that you've found this to be uh, something that's very fruitful and helps kind of bring some understanding to some things that maybe you found a little freaky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that it was very, I hope that it was something that was very um, approachable and uh, helped you just kind of gain understanding in a safe environment. So, um, and you know what? Just remember that wherever you are, I am just sitting here loving you. So have a great night, morning, afternoon, evening, and I will be talking to you again soon. Bye.